When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Curious Matter After Show. Uh, I am Allison Hayslip, and my co-pilot here is Alyssa DeVries, and we are going to be your hosts as we take a deeper dive into this season's episodes. We are going to go behind the scenes to learn a little bit more about these stories and their authors, and of course, geek out on our collective love of all things sci-fi and horror. Uh, tonight's show is live on Twitch every other week. So all of you out there in the podcast land, you know, come join us over at twitch.tv slash funny. You can ask questions, interact with the team, and who knows, you know, maybe win a prize or two. Like, that's gonna happen tonight. So Woo. tonight on the show, <laughs> tonight on the show, we have the uh, unbelievably talented star of the uncanny Eddie Cobalt, uh, Kelly Don Hancock. We also have the always hilarious Jeff Lewis, who voiced the character of Simon Hadrill. But yes, but before we bring them on, let's do some trivia. Mm-hmm. Okay, chat, get ready to send in your answers. The first one who responds correctly gets a Curious Matter t-shirt, which I want one. I want everybody involved to know that I want one too. <laughs> Our first question is, what is the name of the new character that was introduced in tonight's episode? I'm going to give you some multiple choice options, okay? First, we have A, Professor X, B, Control X, C, Control C, or D, Copy and Paste, whoever gets it in first. A, Professor X, B, Control X, C, control C, or D, copy and paste. I'm looking at the chat. I'm ready for your answers. Let me know if you need me to repeat it again. I will keep repeating it as long as it takes. I I feel like if I was the person in chat, I'd be like, wait, am I writing the name and the letter or am I writing the letter of the name? Listen, I know the answer. So whatever, I know the answer whatever too. they choose to do, that's true. We all know the, I mean, we should all know the answer, right? Yeah. As I say okay. that, I'm like, I think I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Critter Nation 3000 has answered B and you win a shirt. Yes. Correct answer. Control X. 
I was pretty sure it was control X, but then I was like, oh wait, was it control C? I don't remember. No, control X. Okay, great. All right. So we have question number two. I hope y'all are paying attention. Uh, there, this one's a teensy bit harder. What is one of the names of Simon's cats? Just one of the names of Simon's cats. My cat literally just leaped up here. Like it was his cue. Here, come here. Just make an appearance so I can show everyone that I'm not talking to a fictional cat. There's my cat. This is Gandalf the White. But the question for trivia is, oh man, as he rips my headphones off. (laughs) What is one of the names of Simon's cats? He had some very clever names in there. That's hilarious names. Uh, They were very funny. Catrin Zeta-Jones. Yeah, that's that right. one. Yay. Who got it? D-Man 1198. There we go. Perfect. Yes. They also want a shirt? It. Yes. Or- Congratulations to our winners. Check your DMs for a message from us about your prize, which is a shirt. And I'm, I'm sad to see the shirts go. Yes. All right. And for those of you who are listening to this, not live, you're listening to it on the podcast, you can join us live on Twitch again every other Tuesday at 6 30 p.m and uh pacific time and you too can participate in the trivia to win awesome prizes like the shirts that Alyssa loves <laughs> but now we are going to bring on our awesome guests kelly don hancock and jeff lewis welcome y'all my cat really Hi. just wants to be involved in the episode the cat understood that <laughs> there were cats in this episode he's like mom why haven't you put me in hollywood yet and now he's all right he's away now hi hi hi, hi. kelly jeff hello hello How are you the first cat first name one? I threw. Oh, Paubry yeah. Plaza. Paubry. <laughs> Are you like, That's damn, I should have thought of that one. I know. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> well, what was I'm, my cat names? Yeah. Jeff, let's throw this first question to you. Did, did you yeah. make up those cat names or were they scripted? They were all yeah. scripted. I wow. may have made up one, but it was not as good as any of those he said that he had written. <laughs> I wish I had looking back. I don't know. You're on the spot sometimes, even though I do. I know. I've done improv. I, I just. True. <laughs> it's very specific. Like I something with cat or meow or, you know, now I can yeah. make it plenty after, you know, after the fact. And of course, it's like every time you walk away from an argument, you're like, I know this yeah. was the last thing I should have said. The drive, the drive home. Like, oh, yes. I should have said that. Exactly. Now say tongue or whatever. Oh, yeah. Something. <laughs> uh, Kelly, welcome back. It is great Hi. to have you after last week. Yes. Yes. Welcome this, back. this was a conclusion. I was not expecting it. Ended. I mean, yeah, this was, <laughs> this ended. ended and I was like, Oh, was I mean, over. I, I guess that is the solution, but I didn't really see. I, I truly did not see it ending with Eddie. Editing. Oh, sacrificing. Yeah. Yeah. Sacrifice. What was that like for that. you when you read it, when you recorded it? Um, I was surprised by her self-sacrifice as well, because, you know, she was very cynical and didn't believe in anything. And um, so for her to make that giant, you know, I'm not good with math. I'm not sure if it's a 180 or a 360. (laughs) One of those. She turned (laughs) to a certain point and just completely. Yeah, that was it was it was surprising. Um, Yeah. Even and when I read it. Also, I love that it happens after uh, she loses her 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 best friend, Simon. You know, yeah, I think there's something about the relationship with Simon was that it was um it it 
it was it was the one person who just gave her everything like regardless at any point he never wanted anything he just had her back and even though she completely you know fucked his entire life he still was like no i got you and she right. just she couldn't get past that and so i think because of that you know susan had done her wrong and she felt like the psychologist had done her wrong and like the waitress was hitting on her girl like all these other people had it coming in some manner, mm. except for Simon. Yeah. Simon was just the dude who liked his corporate life. Yeah. And looked out for her. Yeah. Jeff, what did you think of this script when you first read it and your thoughts on oh. Simon? I thought it was great. I mean, the, it, it made me uh, think about how I would lose my mind if I remembered something and no one else did. I mean, I was thinking about it for a long time. Like, I would think, well, maybe they, if nobody else remembers something and I'm the only one that did, maybe I'm insane because that's how you base things on is like other people's memories too. Like I, I mean, it kind of was tripping me out. It was really interesting to think about, but I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed it. And it's funny that it last week when we talked, I brought up, we were kind of got into talking about some Marvel movies, but I actually just binged all of moon Knight this week. And so mm. the conversation with the psychiatrist was reminding me a lot of what goes on in that show as well. And I was like, yeah, what is your reality? If someone is telling you that it isn't that, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and I'm getting to the age where it's, you know, it's happening. <laughs> no, <laughs> Well, I, I swear I, re- I did this thing and nobody else right. remembers it or I didn't do this thing or right. So that's kind of trippy. I remember as a kid asking my mother, if she remembered something and she would go vaguely. And I'd be like, that makes no sense. You either remember something or you don't. And as I get older, I'm like, oh no, now I understand the concept of vaguely, like something that's just yeah. tickling something in your brain that it happened, yeah. mm-hmm. but you're not quite sure if it actually you can't did. access it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, Kelly, so in this episode, we, we get a much different Eddie than we had in part one. Clearly she's on a, a bit of a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, wh- did you find a lot of differences in playing her in, in part two than part one? Uh, part two was more fun. Um, part one <laughs> was full of exposition and, you know, part two, I actually think she showed um, more personality and more I mean obviously she shows more range but you know strangely I feel like part one was harder Hmm. part two was a lot more fun I got to cut loose on her um a lot more so right I mean we you know we get it it almost immediately starts off with her drinking and she doesn't let up from there so what was it like you know they, they always say that acting drunk is one of the hardest things to do because when you're <laughs> drunk, you try so hard to show you are not drunk. Right. So what was it like? That's the secret. That, but also in a voiceover. Yeah, uh, no, that's the secret. Like the acting 101 secret is, um, you know, if you have to cry, don't cry. Like if you really have to cry for the camera, the secret is to not try to cry for the camera. Right. And so the same mentality I hit when I was drunk, because it's really funny, actually. I don't, you know, I, I went back to my life in the 20s when I was around 25 <laughs> and I, you know, was 
trying like you would drink all night and then I just remember very much being out with my best friend and we would hit these moments and we're like all right I gotta maintain gotta maintain no one can know maintain and so the whole time I was in the booth I was like maintain maintain and just kind of went through it from that point so I guess I trained for this when I was 25. (laughs) You built up to it. (laughs) I built up to that exact acting drunk moment. And um, yeah, so you you can't push it. There's an honesty about you when you're drunk that I think you just talk and you just slur a little bit Mm -hmm. and maintain it. Maintain. I, I do remember one of my first acting classes, I had to be drunk in a scene and I actually was in my car and I took like three shots of, of gin because <laughs> I just was, I was sure I, I couldn't do it and it was so dumb. An acting <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. Well, I in, obviously I was intoxicated. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Jeff, gin? You chose gin? <laughs> I can't, rem- I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I can't you remember. seemed very convinced it was that it was gin. I, I, that's just, I remember gin and tonic for some reason. I just, I took something and I just, yeah. it was so dumb. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> well, the other interesting thing, and we talked about this bit, a bit last week, is you, you two did not record together at all. Mm-hmm. So all these like great conversations you had in this episode were very one-sided uh, when you were mm-hmm. recording them. But in regards, I mean, the, the great thing about this podcast as a whole is is the um, all the audio around the dialogue as well. That gives you such a, a sense of space and where you are. I mean, the, the whole scene that took place in Central Park, I was I was just listening to like you could just hear the faintest other mm-hmm. people in the background. Yeah. Like so did you get any of that while you two were recording as well? Did you have any sense of the other uh, ambient noises that were going to be around you? No. Wow. No. It does fill it does fill in the blanks so well. Yeah. yeah. For some reason Absolutely. your brain, you hear those, it's like you're there. But I didn't have any of that. No. No. Just even the Maybe scene when <laughs> I know, let's talk to him about that. Like the scene <laughs> where control X approaches and you hear his point, his like his dialogue get louder and his footsteps hitting. Like that blew my mind because that's not obviously when we recorded it you know, Jonathan just read the lines to me. And then that moment, and to me, like that reveal of Control X just really hit me. And I was yeah. like, oh, shoot. You know. Yeah. I mean, Kelly, that's a great segue too, because I wanted to talk about Control X. This is it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you five bucks afterwards. Um, no, so this is a character who wasn't in the original story. And uh, here it's now created the explanation for the the uncanny part of this and, mm. and why Eddie actually has her abilities. So uh, what do you feel like this character added to the story? Um, for me, it adds a villain for her, right? Mm. Because she's had villains all throughout everything else and she's gotten uh-huh. rid of them at that point and now she doesn't have anything and so she's looking for this explanation and he doesn't have an explanation for her he's just like I picked you because you seemed awesome when you were having a psychotic break and um you know and so I think not having any answers is what really starts her downfall and if there was no control x if it was still just this ethereal thing that one day she just appeared and she had this 
you know, she could maybe think, well, is this the solution? Is that the solution? But she was basically told your solution is to find another person who doesn't believe anything Mm. and she can't find another person. And that starts her decline, like more rapidly. I also love the decision to go to a speed dating yeah. place to <laughs> find a person who doesn't believe in anything. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that was guy. one of my favorite lines, that nope. nope. <laughs> nope. Speaking of favorite lines, actually, I, I think my favorite part of the episode was was revealing that the alien showed up after the Cold War <laughs> was erased. And I was like, that weirdly makes a lot of sense somehow. But did, did you all have a favorite moment or line from the episode? Oh, this gosh. sounds so. Um, um, uh, my favorite line, strangely, was "Poof, baby, I'm on fire!" <laughs> like <laughs> that cracked me up every time, and it sounds so self-serving because I said it, but <laughs> I just laugh because she's just so completely out of control, and it's like she has this whim where someone's like, "Oh, I did Instagram. Well, I'm mad at Instagram, so bye bye Instagram." And so it just—I mean, y'all got rid of Twitter too, so why not? Yeah, you know. Yeah. What's true? So I just I don't know, that line tickles me every time. Yeah. Jeff, how about you? I I love doing the douchey like restaurant like have you ever had red wine? I can't remember the lines, but that was kind of fun to play that like just being that corporate guy who's like getting all these perks and is just being as jerky about it as possible. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alyssa, how about you? Did you have a favorite line or do you have any favorite lines coming in from chat? I do have a favorite line. Mine was, please feed my cats. Yeah, I mean, that was great. Uh, truly <laughs> hilarious. I'm a sucker for comedy. Um, uh, Sir Winks13 says uh, his favorite line is, you have a manifesto. That was a hilarious oh. one. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Um, oh, I just jumped in, in the yeah. chat. Everybody's just talking about how amazing the soundscape was. Um, yeah. Just echoing what you guys were saying that it was chaotic and they felt like they were in the space physically. And that really is a testament to Jonathan and his amazing work. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I want to tell Alyssa, you mentioned the comedy of it. I want to talk yeah. about that because Simon, I mean, sorry, Jeff, you, Simon is the, <laughs> the comic relief. It's in so an close otherwise. to the character. That I, know. Simon, I, I, know. I am Simon. <laughs> you are Simon. Uh, yeah, I got called by either name. <laughs> Good. True, true actor. Respond to it. Yes. Uh, but Simon is the comic relief in an otherwise very heavy drama for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how did you approach that? Is there, is there a method that you have to doing comedy in a drama as opposed to comedy in a comedy? No, I think I just treat, I treat them both as drama. I mean, I don't think one thing that was hammered into me is like not trying to be funny, trying to be in the moment and trying to, and playing the drama of it. I think there's a very small sliver of difference between the two it's all drama but there's sometimes maybe a little bit bigger but i think it's always finding that drama i mean it's trusting it too it's like i years for years i tried i thought i needed to be funny and i mm. just needed to trust that it was the material was funny mm. if i played it real and seriously right i feel like so I, basically I, yeah. the theme of what we're talking about is if you want to do something in acting don't do it <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, don't yeah. act. Just do. Just do. Just don't act. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I just want to share that Critter Nation three thousand said so unusual for Jeff to be the comic relief. Which yeah. I thought was pretty goofy. Was that sarcasm? I think it was probably. Well, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Whatever works. Uh, okay. So let's talk about this. This uh, part is where we we actually get the term uh, an editor or editors as to what Eddie is doing with this uh, this uncanny power of hers. So if I, I'm just going to say this to to the Zoom room I'm seeing, but uh, if we could edit out anything in our lives, what would we edit? Mm. I got to think about that myself too. Oh my God. How? Um. God. Uh, the people that bullied me, <laughs> I guess they're that's not bullies anymore. I don't know. That's not, um, yeah, you don't oh, that's know. A good question. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like uh, I would get rid of money and I would take us back to the barter system. Ooh. I feel like you guys are thinking big. Wrong. I was thinking little, like, what if we just got rid of body hair so we never have to worry about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's something significant, but not so significant it actually like changes the course of human history? <laughs> well, like we would be so hair, aerodynamic. Stop that. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, you guys would some but would we be bald? Like body hair? Oh, yeah. that no, be I was hair thinking like from neck head? down. You got to be specific. You got to be real specific with yeah. this stuff. It's like, you know, yeah, you're doing your two wishes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't like peanut butter. Oh, what? That's... I know. It's a judgment oh. thing. I yeah, and people. Did... I Did you just erase Reese's Pieces peanut butter? Cups, oh my god! Though? I would have erased. Oh, no. I would erase Reese's like so fast. Wow! That's so funny. What? How, what? Did you? Oh, did you just try it once and never liked it? And yeah, I don't it? like it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. My <laughs> sister feels like a like, real controversial yeah, take right now. <laughs> my sister doesn't like tuna fish, and I don't like peanut butter. I don't like the smell That's of really it. Funny. Like if I'm with a guy and he ate a peanut butter sandwich, and I go in to kiss him, I'm like, go brush your teeth. Like, nope. <laughs> I don't. I don't like peanuts. I don't like my... peanut butter. My brother tells everyone he's allergic to mustard. He is not. He just hates <laughs> yeah. it so much that he never wants to be near it. So he says he's allergic to it. I'm like, well, there's a, a judgment if you tell someone that a beloved thing yeah. you don't like. But if you tell them it could kill you, there's something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man. That's funny. All right, let's talk about the ending of this episode. Because, yeah, I mean, it, one, when Eddie edited herself out, I was like, whoa and then we still get this this epilogue moment of uh uh control x i almost i almost called it professor x because of the trivia game uh copy and paste yeah um (laughs) yeah copy and paste uh presumably buying eddie's old apartment what do we what do we think about that ending why do we think control x wanted to be there Hmm. i thought it was because um, Eddie released him mm. like he he was no longer an editor um, because he passed that power to her and she destroyed herself. So in me paying it forward, the power doesn't exist anymore. And so now he's, you know, he's released from his life. It's like the genie, you know, from Aladdin. He's been mm. he's free. And so he likes to pay homage to the person who freed him. Yeah, Wonderful. I'll say what Kelly said. Yeah. <laughs> I, really I really don't. I didn't even think about it. I mean, I 
I, God, it's a good question. I sometimes things just I passed. I didn't really think about that. Maybe give me some time. How much yeah. we have some time to think about? Was I, Kelly? I know you 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 did some episodes on season one mm-hmm. of uh, of Curious Matter, but but um, uh, Jeff, is this your first sort of step into scripted podcasting, or had you done scripted podcasting before? Uh, this is, you know, it's so funny, like the, the, this thing with John, with, uh, when I did the reading with Jonathan, I ended up like two other people at the same time. It's like in the air right now mm. doing scripted podcast. I was, I, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, it's a way to get an idea across if you mm-hmm. can't afford to have a, you know, shoot, have a big production, but you still have the script that you think is good. And I, uh, I am doing a few others, but it's just so funny. It have all happened around the night, around this time, about last month. Mm. I have never really done mm. anything like this. How do you how do you both feel great. about this this kind of new medium that is approaching and, and definitely much more prevalent than it had been even just a few years ago? I mean, the business is always changing, and you gotta evolve with it and you know an actor wants to act and so it's a new medium and you have to like we talked about this last time Allison like what's the difference between on camera and voiceover or even the podcast right and so um I think as an actor it's a new opportunity um also as an actor I've listened to myself and I'm super annoyed with this or I don't like how my voice sounds I mean we're never ever happy so um it's just another medium for me to like critique myself to the nth degree. We <laughs> <laughs> are harshest critics. <laughs> yeah. And, and we've seen also uh, a couple of podcasts turn into bigger things. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's a possibility, which is great. It's very inspiring. So it's good to know mm-hmm. that things can happen from a podcast. Not that a podcast mm-hmm. is in and of itself isn't enough. I'm just saying it, things, mm-hmm. other things can come out of it. Well, it seems like such a wonderful way to consume media. You know, I think pod- podcasts became a bigger thing when people were like, oh, I can listen to something while I'm doing my chores or mm-hmm. working out or driving a car, you know, and now it's a way of getting not just potentially like hearing a talking head talk about, you know, murder. True. Yeah, I was going to say true crime. <laughs> thing. Right, right. We can actually get a cinematic great. experience mm-hmm. in our ear holes while we drive to work, which is pretty amazing. Right. Um, right. Alyssa, what's going on in the chat? Anything? New? Well, I just wanted to share a couple of hilarious ideas that the chat has had to edit out of our lives. Oh, yes, please. We wanna, <laughs> yes, we want to edit out high cholesterol, mm. chronic illness, pet mm. allergies, uh, ASMR eating videos. You're right. <laughs> and then somebody's been kidding (laughs) generational wealth so everybody's having hilarious ideas so Mm. i love that some people are taking this very seriously and thinking of really good things and (laughs) i was like i just don't want to shave anymore (laughs) right it is interesting having we don't have the power we talked about going from the cold war to the alien it's like there's things we want to get rid of, but we don't know right now what the effects would be. Yeah. 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 Something you may hate, like hair. Yeah. Maybe, who knows what the repercussions of that are after it's yeah. born? It makes me think of um, uh, everything everywhere all at once. If you haven't gone to see that movie, absolutely go see that movie. Uh, it is fantastic. You have to. I want to. This is mm-hmm. not 
really a spoiler alert at all, but like they, they, it's a, it's kind of a multiverse type movie and they find a, a, a version of humanity that has like hot dog fingers because of some, something that happened zillion years ago when we were evolving. Right, and now right. we all have hot dog right. fingers. And it's just that thought <laughs> right. of like, yeah, I guess that could have been a possibility at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you want a time machine and you change something. Yeah. Yeah. Like every episode of Doctor Who. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes you think. Awesome. Um, Well, thank you both for joining us. I I highly enjoyed this. Like truly. I'm so good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you Alyssa, do we have anything else we need to check in with uh, chat or? Chat is looking good. Great. Okay. then I think it is time to uh, wrap things up. If you're listening, please make sure to like and subscribe wherever you are listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle at CM, CM Anthology, or check us out online at www.curiousmatterpodcast.com. Curious Matter Anthology will be back on June 14th. We have about a month before we are back, mm-hmm. and that will be with our next episode, Star Hunter Part 1. And of course, we'll be back that night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time live on twitch.tv slash Evan Funny for our next after show right here. Uh, Our technical director tonight is Death Queen Vex. The Curious Matter after show is presented by Evan Funny and the Knightsville Workshop and distributed by Realm Media. So until next time, I am Allison Hayslip. This is Alyssa DeVries and we've been your hosts. I've just had the best time tonight. Everybody have a wonderful evening. And of course... Thank you for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Kelvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about St. Clair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. 
Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.